0: So now is the question-answer session for tonight. The question is: Dear Ajahn, I hope to be Buddhist in every lifetime with the goal of eventually realizing Nirvana. However, how do I ensure? that I encounter the Dhamma in future lives and not fall into lower realms since I have no control over what happens in a future life. I see a lot of people with fortunate lives for example rich and powerful who end up creating a lot of bad karma for themselves and I'm worried that all it takes is for one poorly led life to bring me to the lower realms for many years. Brackets, I hope to avoid snake and ladders. And so, what you're asking is normal. So, this uh, time we do have the faith and confidence in the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha, but we may have thoughts and worries about the next life because. It seems like it's something that we can't control. Uh, So in this life, we should have as much uh, determination and effort as uh, we can, and we should see or try to see the drawbacks and dangers of the mind that gets lost and deluded and indulges. Um, So we should develop sila. Uh, virtue and try to reduce our selfishness Uh, and we practice so that uh, we can first cut off uh, going to the lower realms or birth in the lower realms Um, so this means that we do need to train this mind of ours as much as we can if we aren't able to see the Dhamma in this life uh, then at least we can see more clearly into the Dhamma because of our practice Um, so at the minimum we should have uh, dana, giving generosity and sila uh, and a daily practice of bhavana, of meditation and in this way we practice goodness and merit and then this gives its results uh, and so that in the next life, at least, we can be born into a, a pleasant, happy destination or realm like uh, the being a dewa deity. Um, but we should here now put down any worries and anxieties that we have and be very determined in uh, the practice. If we do have the spiritual development, then we will be able to, to get there to achieve and gain success but we shouldn't have uh, fear and worries like that. Uh, The Buddha said that we shouldn't be thinking uh, and proliferating about the future, uh, but instead we should develop our sati, our mindfulness in the present as much as we can so that we can see the Dhamma. So the question, the first one was uh, from Jean from Singapore. The second question from Mankai Hui from the United Kingdom. Hello, sorry. Due to work commitments, I won't be able to attend the retreat. May I ask if you can dedicate and share merit from your good karma, why can't you share bad karma? For example, like taking on the ill health of your mother and father, or can you? Thank you. I will watch the videos when uploaded. So this good karma we can say is like a uh, has this light uh, quality to it, and this is goodness. And whoever it is, uh, they want to have it. We can say it is good energy that when someone receives it, it gives that individual uh, happiness and ease. Uh, the bad karma, uh, when someone receives that, then it gives someone suffering. Uh, it has a hot quality to it. It's like if you give something boiling hot to someone, whoever it is, they won't want to receive it. Um, No one wants it. Uh, But that goodness uh, or good karma is something that is cool uh, and uh, gives off ease, and everyone wants that. Um, So this question you're asking, can you receive the Vedana, the feelings or painful feelings from others. Um, the karma that one makes is that individuals uh, who whoever does that karma, that action will will get and receive the results of that themselves. Um, so it's not that someone else can do something and then we receive that thing. Um, they that individual themselves are the relatives Uh, To that result and so this we can say is taught on the level that we're able to understand this fundamental Uh, but if one has developed their mind a lot and they have a greater energy and power of their mind uh, and a skill as well then they may be able to uh, do that to take on the painful feelings of another individual like the story of uh, the Lord Buddha when he was teaching his uh, father uh, King Suddhodana and at that time before King Suddhodana was uh, dying he had a lot of pain a lot of painful feelings and so the Buddha went with uh, Venerable Ananda Venerable Nanda uh, and other, other Sakya and Uh, Arahant enlightened beings Uh, and the Buddha uh, uh, took all the uh, painful feelings from King Sudodana until it was all uh, disappeared and then the Buddha taught the Dhamma to uh, his father and his father was able to attain to Arahantship. So this is one example and there's other examples as well when Uh, Monks were sick and the Buddha could uh, take uh, or alleviate that that painful feelings and then teach them the Dhamma and they were able to attain to arahanship. Uh, But this, we could say, is something that's beyond our comprehension, something that we can easily comprehend. Um, And so Generally, we just say that uh, those feelings or painful feelings, if we've made the karma for that, then that will be ours. We will receive that. Um, but one, we can also say that one is able to assist uh, others according to the ability of what one can actually do. So the third question is from Joyce from Singapore. Dear Ajahn, can you please elaborate on the role of the mind and heart, the co-existential balance between the two? Till reading your book, Pati Maga, I had thought that it is the mind that plays the key role, the darting mind we need to watch out for and apply sati in order to develop samadhi and banya. However, upon reading the book, I realized that it's actually a balance between the heart and mind. For example, on page 79, it says, It's the heart that knows rupa or nama, knows that they are impermanent. They are only anicca, dukkha, anatta. The knowing that arises from this is the knowing that arises from sila, samadhi and banya. And then it is all let go of. The heart is poised and maintained in the present moment. Appreciate if you can shed more light on this relationship. So this mind, we say, is the knowing element. Uh, the mind is that which is still uh, and peaceful. Uh, the heart is what proliferates, or we call the chitta sankara. So with that mind, then there's proliferation uh, and it proliferates to, if it's of the good side, then that's uh, meritorious uh, sankara. If it's a bad side, then we say that's uh, demeritorious uh, sankara, or it's neither meritorious nor demeritorious uh, sankara or karmic. Uh, formation. So we train the mind uh, to make it peaceful through sila, samadhi, and banya. Uh, when the mind has a good uh, peace and calm, then we contemplate into uh, rupa and nama, uh, materiality and mentality as being impermanent. We can separate out the mind uh, and See, and see it as being not-self or not a self, uh, the mind is able to let go of the rupa and nama and uh, we develop the a noble eightfold path or maga. Once we've developed uh, the path to in harmony, then that is what can overcome the kilesas, and mental defilements And so we contemplate uh, to develop like this. Uh, We develop our sati, our mindfulness. Uh, When the mind receives sense impressions, then there's arising disliking and liking coming up. Um, And so we try to keep the mind in the middle away from liking and disliking, because if uh, this liking and disliking arises, then that... Uh, attachment arises so we try to keep the mind in the middle and this is where wisdom can arise uh, this uh, sila samadhi and panya if we develop it and it's in harmony uh, then it's able to overcome the lower fetters self identity view uh, skeptical doubt and attachments to rites and rituals and so practicing sila, Samanti and panya is the path that we walk or the path the heart walks. Uh, and if we aren't able to practice this, then uh, the mind will get caught into suffering. And so in our hearts is like a, a fight between the maga, the noble eightfold path, and the mental defilements. Question four is Anushka from Australia. Longpo gave me instructions to look inside the mind as a pool of water. When I did this, I was surprised to see myself looking down at a rectangular pool from above. In the middle left part of the pool is another smaller and deeper square pool. The colour of the water was light green and very clear. I could see some dirt at the bottom of the pool. There are two people on the side of the pool. One is looking up at the Noah, but the other person I could not see so clearly. The question is, one, is what I am seeing significant to the practice? Two, if this is the result from Lung Po's instructions, and if so, what should I do in terms of practice and what should I look out for? Thank you, Anamutana. And so this image is like a a picture or something that we're able to uh, compare to elements of the practice. Uh, So it's something for comparison. Uh, So it's something that we uh, can gain some meaning from. Uh, We look into our own minds and we can see uh, that there can be a clear pool, or, we've, or what you've seen is a clear pool, and that there is some dirt there. Um, and this is like if the mind has a proliferation, agitation, it's not peaceful, then it will be unable to see the true mind. Um, so we practice uh, with our meditation object or meditation word and uh, develop our mindfulness a lot and then the mind becomes peaceful and then we're able to seek more clearly into our minds we're able to contemplate them uh, and see our attachments and let go of them so this pool uh, it's like if it's a clear pool and underneath there's a, a lot of dirt there. Uh, the more dirt there is, or we add more dirt, then the less we'll be able to see into that pool. Uh, but if the dirt can settle or we can take the dirt out, then the water will be clear and we can see clearly into it. Um, but if there's dirt there, then it's unclear. Uh, so this imagery is something just for us to compare our the state of our minds to... Um, but we should look at our own minds and develop a lot of mindfulness with with, uh, that and what arises. Uh, Then we'll be able to contemplate and be able to separate out uh, the mind and its mind objects and see that it's like uh, water and oil. They are together, uh, but they're actually separate. Uh, it's see the mind and the sense objects are similar. Uh, so just put your efforts into the practice and you will gain uh, results from that. Okay, so that's the last question for today. We'll do the closing homage and finish off the session.